honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. And you're listening to episode 113 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. My name is Scarlett. I am Matthew. And I am Ryan. Uh, we definitely appreciate uh, your feedback. And if you want, also want to uh, uh, participate in, in the show and uh, contribute to it and whatnot, easy, uh, easy way to do that is post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can find me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at HOV Podcast. Uh, you can find my blog at Instagram scarletstorm.wordpress.com uh, You can find me on Instagram at the Fuchsia Lady. that's T-H-E-F-U-C-H-I-A L-A-D-Y And you can also send us an email at hovpodcast at gmail.com You can leave us a voicemail at 231-846-8420 And you can find me on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles and we are coming to you still from Transition Studio, where we are transitioning into, as indicated at the top of the show, some brand new music. Yeah, you may, I mean, yeah, don't adjust anything on your computer. Nothing's broken there. <laughs> we, um, we just, um, I, I, I think, I, I think it was, it was time to, for a little bit of, uh, or a little bit of a shakeup. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of people listening are are pr- probably thinking that we were overdue. <laughs> I I don't know, but um, we 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 were ready to move on. So I I do want to uh, thank um, who uh, darn it um <laughs> it would prob- probably help if. Uh, <laughs> Pulled up the notes to, before to, we started. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Durr. Um Our new music guy. Thanks, yeah. music guy. <laughs> yeah, um, or well, a girl. I, Thanks, music girl. I, I obviously, I, you know, the links links in the show notes will be updated. But I, I was, um, I, I was trying to think of the pre- previous. Uh, Havenhead. Yes, Havenhead. Thank you. I do want to uh, thank Havenhead for allowing us to you to you use their music, um, and so um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> wow, Thanks, Havenhead. <laughs> so. Anyway, <laughs> Havenhead's probably thinking, "Wow, I think we." Or distancing ourselves just at the right time, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I just I was just looking for. I mean, just just as we were going through that, I was like, "All right, we got a show coming up." <laughs> you know, we were so excited we could barely get the words out. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> so anyway, have, having said that, very. Uh, um, um, we were so excited we could barely get the words <laughs> yes, out. Still, <laughs> so anyway, with that having having that said, uh, we will 
we start start off each each show with uh with our new sec- uh mo- moments of squee. So um with as I I mentioned in the cuff, I've started started a new new vlog, and I've been using uh, my old uh, Samsung Galaxy S four for the for videotaping it, and um, if it. If you're as far as videotaping, I mean, if you're just you know recording like you know a few, like two or three you know a few family vacations a year, or you know record or doing like a live stream on on Instagram or or what or whatever, I mean, it's 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 fine for that. <laughs> um, it's it, it's uh, but for you know regular vlog production where you're do- doing something. You know, like either, you know, sometimes daily or or you know weekly or or what have you. Um, it's not a smartphone is isn't isn't the isn't the best to use. I mean, it, it's it's fine if that's all you, if that's all you have, but uh, the the process of get of getting all of the getting the files from the camera to my computer where I could actually edit them was just ugh, it, it was a headache. Headache and a half. <laughs> I know white people problems, but um, <laughs> so I, I recently uh, I had my eye on a camcorder and uh, and the I so I put it on my uh, on my wish list and then I got message that the pr- price had dropped so I'm like okay that, all right I'm I'm tired of dealing with this damn smartphone because um, obviously you know it hooks up to Google services and a whole bunch of hoops there that you know i don't need to deal with and one one i'm you know shooting video and uh so i bought so i bought uh went ahead and bought a camcorder and i'm really digging it um the i've i've uh, recorded uh i've done one uh vlog since i what is it since i since i purchased it and i i re- i really like it like the Im- with the if you, if you look at the vlogs that i put up put up so far you can you you, you can tell that you know <laughs> they're amateur videos cuz <laughs> cuz you can see the shake of you know every, every time i take take a fucking step and so you know i the vlog that i just recorded yesterday actually um the image stabilization on on this thing is Great. I, I don't even need a gyroscopic stabilizer <laughs> to uh, to get a pretty a pretty good uh, stable <laughs> uh, picture. <laughs> so uh, so I'm real. So, yeah, and also I just I just uh, set up a uh, website for myself. Uh, it's a portfolio site, and use the uh, using the same web host that we use for our po- our podcast uh, website. Um, but it's the you know it's the free version, so um, I, I will put the link in the show notes um, over there. You, I'll have a blog on there. Um, you on there. There's a um, I'm. I, I've talked about uh, coding on here before, so I'm going. I'm going for uh, you know uh, full stack uh, web development. So I put a put a link to, and I've I already have a uh, an account on GitHub. Which if you're 
if you're involved in software development, you you already know what Get GitHub is. I'm not I'm not gonna bore the people that <laughs> that don't care about software development. Um, My eyes are already so, glazing over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> so you can um, you can see what what I'm doing there, and also you know a link to this show and. Um, I also uh, link to my Vimeo page where where I post all of my all uh, all of my vlogs, and so um, so yeah, I'm 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 excited about that as far because uh, that it's I, I'm moving into like a whole new chapter here, and it it'd be it, it's nice to have you know just having a singular spot where you can send people regard regardless of where of you know what? The, what whether they're interested in me for for coding or you know voiceovers or video work or whatever, it's just a, just a one one stop shop <laughs> if you want to put it, if you want to use buzzwords. But anyway, so that's what's so that uh, that that was, was my moments of squee. What uh, what about you, Scarlett? Well, I talked about last episode. I talked about my new friend. River, um, and uh, she went back and actually listened to the episode, and so she was all excited about that. So that made me happy. But actually, my moment of squee was getting a message from her. With it was a um, she <laughs> she sent me a message earlier. Um, I guess it was the week before last, and we set up a Snapchat because she said, "Then I can stalk you on." social media everywhere. And so, yeah. So, um, so anyway, she sent me a Snapchat saying that something really good had happened to her. And so her moment of squee was actually my moment of squee. Um, she found out that academically she got some really good news, um, professionally in her professional life that she's getting a paper published in an academic publication. So that was really exciting for her. Yeah, so she got all excited, and so I got excited for her. So that was kind of my moment of squee this week. And, um, yeah, so I'm excited for her. So that was my moment of squee. That was probably my biggest moment of squee. And some other things that are happening. Some I'm having some personal things I'm not ready to share yet. But... Um, some good things. So things are good. But that was probably my biggest moment of squee, was her moment of squee. And it literally says on the Snapchat, my moment of squee. <laughs> so <laughs> she uses that phrase. So I thought that was kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Matthew? So I mentioned on our last episode that I would have some news to share. Yes, week. you did. Woohoo! And I can now, at last, declare that this is my moment of squee in saying that I now have a brand new job. I started on uh, Monday, uh, this past Monday, the 23rd of April, in my new capacity. I won't say exactly what I'm doing. Mainly because I'm still learning about what I'm trying to do. So uh, it is essentially a career switch after spending many, many years in my prior capacity. 
It was a long road to get here. There were many obstacles in my way, and things were looking a little grim for a while, but I was able to uh, keep the faith and keep my eye on uh, keep my eye on the prize, if you will. And everything paid off. It all worked out, and I got the word uh, late last week that everything was. Uh, Everything was good to go, and I was ready to start on Monday. So the last few days have been a lot of learning. It's been a roller coaster of new information. I'm happy to say that I work with some very, very wonderful people who are very good at what they do, and I could not be more fortunate. And I don't know if you would call it luck or being blessed or maybe a mix of every of the every of those things, but I'm... I'm beyond happy to say uh, – I'm beyond happy, first. And two, <laughs> I can't fully say and express how – You're so happy you can't think of the words. Right. <laughs> the words won't come out. So <laughs> that's my moment of squee, starting a brand new career. And there you go. Well, there's a show title. The words won't come out. The words won't come out. <laughs> That'll bring in the podcast listeners. <laughs> come listen to this show where the words just won't come out. <laughs> well, if they've listened listened to any other episode, you know, <laughs> it's nothing new. But you know, I I just I just like the title. I just like you know that is a name. But the words anyway. won't come out. <laughs> so okay, there's got to be medication for that. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> it's in the. It's probably you know, in the uh, constipation section. I'm. I'm sorry. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Side yeah. effects may include. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Speaking mm. of uh, dizziness, vomiting, and anal leakage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak, speaking of constipation, um, before the uh, show, Matt, Matt, uh, Matthew brought brought up a uh, story on uh, plastic eating enzyme. Yeah, I saw this article on CNN uh, about a week or so ago. And constipation and plastic eating enzyme. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, it's yeah. not the worst segue you <laughs> <No>. could. <laughs> But yeah, I saw this article on CNN, uh, CNN online about how there's a naturally occurring enzyme that breaks down uh, plastic, specifically the PET type of plastic. And through happenstance or dumb luck or, hey, look at that, some scientists were able to uh, amp up this enzyme into, uh, well... This is a non-scientific term, but a super enzyme and be able to accelerate the plastic breakdown process that this enzyme is capable of. So this could, this could really be a vital step forward in the efforts to reduce uh, plastic waste and consumables. And who knows what, what practical applications this could have for not just recycling but for other safe decomposition of waste in now, our world now what what kind of containers is this kind of plastic used for uh the the uh 
the primary culprit is for uh, plastic bottles that you would find. Well, there's actually one on uh, one in the studio right oh, now. Oh, okay. So we have a couple of them here. So guilty, your, guilty. Your basic soda bottle, your okay. water bottle, things like things like that that you would get wow, at a vending yeah. machine. So if this if this thing can be deployed on a commercial scale, we can dramatically see the oh, yeah. reduction of plastic waste in our world especially for as much as is being put into the world on right. a daily basis. Of course, this is all something that's really new and there's no telling what will happen with it if anything happens with it at all. But any Well, something should happen with it. Right. Any, any <laughs> Just don't let the government regulate it. Well, it, well, it's going to be a scientific effort. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. going to receive some sort of in theory, it will receive some government funding if oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's going to go forward. At least in this country, who, who knows yeah. what it's going to look like on the international level. That's true. So, I, I think this is just—it's a really interesting scientific. Uh, it's a landmark, I think, in, in, oh, yeah. in being able to develop something that can help us <laughs> dig our way out of this hole <laughs> that we keep digging mm-hmm. deeper and deeper with, you know, every passing day. Yeah, because I mean, we the I mean, we tend to we throw throw out like tons and tons of you know that just just that just that one item like daily. Yeah, <laughs> and there there is a place called in the Pacific called Trash Island, and it's the, a lo- a large portion of it is you plastic. Know, pl- yeah. So yeah, so um, I, I I read a an article on uh, Huff uh, Huff Post uh, saying that you know Coca Cola is looking at ways that they can in- integrate this into their into their bottle so that the enzyme is just built in built into it so eventually it'll just eat it out yeah it'll so. just biodegrade on its own and wouldn't that be great you know, oh, I know. that way you yeah. you can buy that you know that sixteen ounce soda that you enjoy so much and when you're done with it, you can put it in a recycle bin or whatever bin that's safe to dispose these kinds of bottles in in the future, and it'll just mm-hmm. go away. Well, I mean, you you also got to consider, you know, law of conservation is that nothing can either be either be destroyed nor created. So there's got there's going to be something else coming out of that equation. So as far as the you know what the, replaces the energy? Yeah, exactly. In what? The world. Yeah, what? I mean, well, what? I mean, I, obviously, you're putting plastic in. What's what's the know, exchange? Yeah, what's the exchange? What's you know? I mean, is there a dangerous byproduct that com- comes from this? That's you know, a great so, question. That I mean, a that's, great question. I mean, we may be just you, you know we may we may be trading up on problems. We could. It's <laughs> very know, possible. So, but it, you know, it. That's why more research needs to be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we we but it may go the other direction too. We we may get a byproduct that that you know that you know helps helps us in another in another way or something. Sure. You know, so that byproduct could be oxygen. Yeah, that's true. Right. We could be putting more oxygen into the world, and. Helping ourselves breathe a little easier. Mm-hmm. What if it replaced? Okay, this is replacing ozone or replacing some sort of protection. Mm-hmm. It's you know, possible, or, or part, or yeah. part of the process of doing it cons- consumes carbon dioxide. Yeah, right. 
you know, because that, that's, that's another big problem we got to deal with. Mm -hmm. So, um, should be interesting what comes out of it. I think you're right. It's just a fascinating prospect that they stumbled on it by accident. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing in the, in scientific terms, what they discover, like certain medications that were created for, were intended for one condition mm -hmm. will actually treat a completely different condition, such as metformin, for example, is used for a diabetic medication. It also works as a fertility drug. They discovered that by accident. I don't even want to know how they accidentally discovered that. But just, you know, those kind of things, there are a lot of medications out there or a lot of uh, treatments out there that they've used for dual purposes that they discovered accidentally. We'll look at penicillin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, or even, well, look at radiation. I mean, there's just so many things that just, you know, in the science, from a scientific point, point mm -hmm. of view, it's just fascinating how they accidentally stumble on stuff. So a plastic eating enzyme it's just kind of a interesting prospect. Right now I'm reading I'm reading about the very first uh forensic psychologist and they used to call them alienists because people with mental illnesses were thought to be alienated from mm -hmm. their true selves. And so when they committed crimes, they were like Basically, they were the first forensic profilers. And um, that's just an interesting term, the alienist. That's just an interesting term to me. And so kind of the same thing with their discovering, as they're discovering it. Not what we know now, but how we came upon that information mm -hmm. about how the mind works and how personality. Just as an, it's a fascinating, just from a scientific yeah. point of view. So, yeah. And moving on to something else that's fascinating. <laughs> so, uh, well, okay. As our listeners may or may not know, <laughs> I, I have a, I have a degree in criminal justice and I also have a degree in sociology and I minored in psychology. So, that's my background, which is why I'm fascinated by that kind of shit. Um, can't work in that field because my own neuroses won't allow it. But uh, I uh, came across to any time that I, I come across something. I've discovered, okay, my, my theory is that the system is broken. It's very, it's a very complex, the criminal justice system is very complex and it's very broken and we very rarely <laughs> get it right. Um, but occasionally we'll stumble on something where, hey, we might be onto something. And I was reading People Magazine. It's one of the few magazines that I actually read for pure enjoyment I also read a lot of gossip mags just because I don't have to think. I don't put a lot of faith in anything that they say. Mm -hmm. um, 
and it's not because I, I'm into, I don't watch reality TV. I'm not into all that crap. But one thing that People Magazine does is it, it really, they've started to do human interest stories about unsolved crimes, um, th those kind of things. And one thing they did is they were doing this story on Washington has a prison nursery program where they allow female prisoners who are going to serve up to 30 years, or excuse me, 30 months, 30 years, yeah, right, 30 <laughs> months, let's back up, 30 months, and they allow them to have their young children be in prison with them. And it's almost like a wreck where it's more like a home setting. There's still guards, and there's still, it's very much, they're under lock and key, but it's normal for those young kids. And a lot of times the prisoners go in pregnant, have their children, and then by the time that the kids are of school age, the mothers are released and they're able to integrate. You know, by the time they're in preschool, they're able to go to school. So they were profiling this, they were, they were doing a story on one of these prisoners who she had been in and out and in and out for drug offenses. She had been a drug addict and she had just had issue after issue after issue. And she was seven and a half months pregnant and she went in prison and her husband was in prison for a drug offense. And she basically got a choice. She could go into this prison nursery program have her child with her, undergo treatment programs, be able to take parenting classes, have her, have her baby with her, and have half a chance to have her child with her. And maybe when she got released, actually be a good parent. She'd already lost custody of her son, who's now in his 20s. And she's actually, he's a minister now. <laughs> And he's, he's learned to forgive. And so they've tried to have this relationship. They're, they're trying to repair the relationship. But she's still in prison. She's supposed to be getting out in May. Her husband will release her in May. He got early release. And they actually have a chance. To, they have one shot to be a family. And they have this little girl together. And she's two or three and um it was a really it was just a really good story but washington is one of 11 states that has a program like this and um you have to meet certain conditions she was actually outside of the parameters she um one of the parameters is you can't serve you can't be sentenced to more than 30 30 months well her sentence was like 47 months or something like that. And she applied anyway and she got, and she, she kept applying and it got denied like three times and she finally got accepted because she wanted to change so badly that they saw she wanted help. But she had failed so many times before that they were like, wait, she's asking for help. How can we not, give her a chance. 
And so they gave her a chance and it saved her life. And so that story was just really, um, and we're going to put the, we're going to put it in the show notes where you can actually find the story, but, um, and you can find the information about the, um, the prison nursery program, Washington in, in particular. And, um, I was just kind of fascinated by that prospect and the recidivism rate for, for women who go through this program is lower than for women who don't go through it. Hmm. So statistically speaking, I don't know why every state doesn't do it. And I don't know why Colorado doesn't do it. Colorado is one of the states that doesn't do it. And we're such a progressive state. <laughs> I don't know why we don't do it, but we don't. And I think it's probably funding. I think when you get right down to it, it's all about money for Colorado. That's it's pretty, not pretty solid reason. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not a ph philosophical reason. It's, it's money. It's, it's, we do other progressive things. We do halfway houses. We mm -hmm. also still do privately owned prisons, which don't get me private privatization, halfway houses. Yeah, and don't get me started on that. But we've talked about it in other episodes, um, how I feel about that and how, Anyway, it's all about money. It, it all boils down to money. Um, but um, so anyway, it was just it, it, it made me it gave me hope <laughs> that there is criminal justice is a process. And I'm, I'm starting to read Terry Pratchett again in his Discworld series, which we all know I'm a Terry Pratchett whore. But he has a character. You've had sex with Terry Pratchett? Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> I could if I would know. Anyway. <laughs> He's dead, so no. Wouldn't happen. Um, uh, no, but... <laughs> he has a character, a returning character, a, re a recurring character, and it's Death. And Death is my favorite character because he's actually has so much humanity in him, and he, without realizing it and without meaning to and he has humor without meaning to and he he's very um has a lot of dry humor where you don't know if he's making a joke or not and he really doesn't mean to be making a joke but he's making a joke and when he attempts to make a joke it's a very poor taste and you're going just stop <laughs> you're not doing a good just no don't <laughs> but he uh there's one particular um there's a book called um small gods and it, this one character dies and he ends up out in the desert and he says this isn't what i thought this isn't what i thought it would be like and he's it, i thought that justice would be different and he says there is no justice this is what death says. Death says, there is no justice. There's just us. And I think that sums up kind of how life is. It's really how you treat each other. How mm -hmm. do you treat... And, and we make our own hell. And we make our own joy. And... So when I hear something where the criminal justice system goes right, 
I, I kind of rejoice in that because we hear so much about how it goes wrong. Now, my, one of, one of my thought thoughts, uh, as I, as I, you know, was hearing this, uh, now is I, I kind of wonder how this affects the, affects the children being being in this kind of environment because when when you're talking about you know toddler age like uh, you know less less than four four years old i mean you norm you 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 don't tend to see is the issues don't crop don't like behavioral you know psychological issues mm. don't crop up until like 18 20 years down the road so do you know well and they're they're, I mean, they're doing studies i mean they 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 are but they also there's intensive therapy for the for the mother for drug therapy drug treatment and then there's also parenting classes. There's mommy and me classes. Um, the child leaves the facility to go to preschool and daycare. Um, they get psychological help. They get visits with family members, like grandma. Um, you know, some of that kind of thing. And they may not live at the facility full time. They may have weekend visits with mom. It, it, and they have a playground. And they have... And the guards are there, yes, but they're like, as far as the kids are concerned, it's like guard is more like auntie in their small little mind. That's one of the reasons why it's a short stay and the children are very young because most of the time the women are pregnant when they enter that program. So when the children leave that program, they're two or younger. They're two or three. They're, they're very, very young. Mm -hmm. Still. There's a reason why. But if you get somebody who's been in and out and they're repeat offenders, they're not going to be accepted into that program for that very reason. Because... I'm yeah. I'm I'm tentatively okay with with if it's like a non non violent mm -hmm. like drug uh, drug offenses or something. But other than other than that, it's like um, I'm sorry. Uh, you put yourself in prison. Um, I'm not. I'm no you know, violence. No violence. So. There are only certain cases, and there's no violence. It can't be violent, um, obviously. And they okay, like prison. And then there's housing units. The housing units are like apartments. Those are where the children are okay. more housed. They're not like in a cell. So that's a little different environment because I would have a problem with having a child in a cell. Now, when they're having, like in the People article, there is a picture of mom having lunch with her kid and it's in a glassed room where the guard can look in and it's mommy and the kid and a table and a room. And it's a pretty, you know, there's no decor, you know, it's like a cafeteria room, but it's just mom and the kid and the guards are looking in and you can see the guard. Yeah. That, yeah. That's not awkward. I would, that's not awkward for the kid. <laughs> I would feel better. I would feel better if that was maybe two way glass or one way glass where, the guard could see in fine, yeah. but that kid can't see that right. they're in a fishbowl. But the the program's not perfect, obviously. 
And the, and the, and the program's not going to be appropriate for every situation. And not, you're dealing with prisoners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're dealing with prisoners who sometimes are really good manipulators. Mm-hmm. You're dealing at, you know, so it's not perfect. It's not perfect. That, that's that's why that that's that's why that's why I brought brought it up because I mean yeah, I, it's not know. perfect and it's not for everybody. But in this one case, they were they were they were interviewing this one woman, and it and they were also talking to like her family members, and like her mother and her son. They didn't they didn't really. They interviewed her son, but they didn't really talk about him much because they're still trying to repair their relationship. So they didn't really want to make it about how she felt up back then because it's not about that. It's about her being trying to be a good mom now with her daughter. Um, so, so they kind of minimized the son, but they, they wanted to recognize, hey, She's trying to repair that. And her son is meeting her halfway, going, hey, I can forgive. I can't forget because I remember. I'm always going to remember. And I can't, I can't completely let go, but I can do my, you know, I can try. And so they were interviewing her mother, and her mother basically said, I'm going to tell you right now, this program saved her life. And this is her one and only shot. And she even says, this is my one and only shot. If I screw this up, I'm going to rot in prison for the rest of my life. And that's what I deserve. But it's just, it's just, it was, it was kind of an interesting, like I said, it's not going to work for everybody. And it's not, you're going to have the critics and you're going to have, and even me, I'm a, you know, I am a world-class cynic, you know that. And I've worked with these kind of people. Mm-hmm. And um, I would think that women manipulate way more than men. And I only say that because I am one. <laughs> I know what we're capable of. But I'm also going to tell you that having children has got to be a hell of a motivator. So, Depending on the person. Yeah, it can be. It can be a hell of a motivator. And she's been talking to her husband. You know, they have phone privileges and stuff. And she talks to her, her, the little girl talks to her dad and calls him daddy, even though she's never met him. And he gets out at the same time she gets out. And they've got a shot. She's probably going to have to do some time in a halfway house. You know, that, that transitional because you don't just throw them back into society because if they don't have any support, they're going to go right back into what they know, which is Mm -hmm. drugs and crime. But with good support, they might have half a chance. But the recidivism, what I found interesting is they were running through the stats, the the statistics, the recidivism rate of somebody who goes through a program like this versus somebody who doesn't. And... The recidivism rate is lower. Um, recidivism rate of somebody who doesn't go through a program like this is 40%. Recidivism rate um, is lower than that. I don't remember what the exact numbers are. but So that was, that was 
pretty fascinating to me. So you've been you've been quiet for a while, Matthew. Do you have any thoughts on this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. None at all. Not one. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a good program in theory because we would all love to believe that, like you said, Ryan, that people would be motivated as parents to want a better life to provide for their kids. People respond to situations in vastly different ways. If someone is offered this program and they take it up and they run with it, great. But there's going to be people out there who are just going to see this as another loophole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is no, there's just no real magical solution. It's a tough situation to, to for women to find themselves in. I'm not a woman. I can't speak to that experience. There's no way. But when it comes to trying to provide for the welfare of an unborn child, mm -hmm. I think it's, in especially in this situation, there is a responsibility not just from the parent, regardless of the situation they're in, but also... We're all, you know, there should be some assistance to say, well, if we're going to try and bring this person into being more of a productive member of society, then the state has a, or the municipality has a responsibility to provide a service or some type mm -hmm. of service for mm -hmm. that, for, for that parent and for that child, because you don't want them coming back in the system. Right. And then you no. don't want that child to... Uh, find themselves without a parent or any some sort of stable, uh, fit, you know, direct family family figure. Not saying that you know, uh, extended family couldn't provide that role because I'm sure they could, but there's there has to be some way that both the parent and the system can cohesively work together. Right. Right. It's just, can the state provide that or the municipality, can they provide that? And is that parent willing to do it? And I think one of the reasons why a program like this is geared for the children involved being so young is when you have somebody who's going to fall through the cracks, young children will bounce back or are more likely to bounce bounce back than an older child who's been consistently bounced and bounced and bounced yeah. and bounced. So I think that's kind of the thinking on that. And there hasn't been this, this type of program hasn't been around very long. Right. It's, it's new. So mm -hmm. there's, there's studies that have to be done and mm -hmm. how effective it will be over time, mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. like that. And we won't, we won't really know until maybe another 20 years down the road. Right. Yeah. Right. And luckily this, this woman, the, the one thing, you know, she dropped the ball with her son. She, she chose drugs over her son who was able to kind of pick up the slack with him was her, was the biological father for him. Um, she doesn't have that luxury with her daughter because her husband's in the kind of the same boat she is. And so it just happens that he was going to prison. I can't remember how he was, how long he was supposed to be in prison, but he got early release. And that happens to be that their release dates co correspond, 
correspond with each other within like two or three weeks of each other. It just happens to be that way. And she's got her mother. She's got, you know, she's got some support system like that. And I assume that they're going to be using like a, a court mandated like child guardian. Yeah. Of some sort. So that. Like regular visits with child protective services or something. Right. And she's got a report, you know, because, you know, she's going to have to be on parole and she's going to have to do some of those kind of things as a condition of her parole. But um, I'm rooting for this woman. And I just think that she wouldn't have a prayer of a chance if it wasn't for a program like this. So this is one person. Yeah. And I wish I had better statistics on how many It's too new of a program. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's and Washington is one of 11 states. There's 11 states that have a program like this. And Washington, I believe is one of the most evolved or the most I won't say evolved, but the most the most complex of those programs. Ah, uh. so it you know it's something to just keep kind of keep your eye on if if that's something that interests you in any way. Okay, <laughs> moving on to something t- completely different. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very heavy topic. T- yes. yes. Um. So let let's take uh, let's take a little bit of a break here. Oh yeah, we're in the we're in the lounge. We're chilling out. You know, <laughs> drinks are on the way. <laughs> so I I I like to uh, take take a moment and thank our supporters on Patreon at patreon.com slash hov podcast. Um, on Patreon, you can help support the production of of this of this show um, by. Uh, d- uh, with a month monthly con- contribution for less less than the co- than less than the cost of a uh, of uh, Starbucks. So with um, there you get uh, early access to uh, to to and an additional a- access to uh, con- to additional content and uh, some behind the scenes stuff and everything. So um, I just wanted to go around the table here and ask, you know, what uh, if you have any e- either of you have any uh, posts uh, or, or anything coming up? You can go first, Matt. Oh, well, thank you for uh, dropping the ball there in my lap there and helping me run with it. So uh, as I said, in um, if you've been to our Patreon at patreon.com slash HOVpodcast, uh, in my tier, which you can subscribe to, you can get any one of my published poems from my personal Instagram at Matthew Scribbles, or you can get some additional requests for customized poetry. If you want to tell that special someone uh, something very special when, you know, your words just won't come out. And be able to express your feelings in that regard. I can help you out with that. Or if you want to give a high five in word form to a pal of yours for some landmark achievement that they were able to do in their life, whether it's uh, reaching that 10,000 step goal on the Insta Climber or uh, getting a new job, for example, 
or teaching their new dog or old dog a new trick. So those are the types of services that I provide on uh, my corner of my Instagram. I don't have, or of our Patreon, my corner of the Patreon, <laughs> excuse me. I almost lost it, but I pulled it back. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, right now, uh, that's what I'm offering. So if uh, you enjoy the kind of uh, silly banter that we uh, engage in here, uh, and you want something to give to somebody special, just hop on over to our Patreon page and let us know. I have a few things planned. Um, I have a few things I've been working on um, for the Patreon. I have a couple of things I've been writing, and but you have to request to see them. You know what to do. Um, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's patreon.com dot HOV, or excuse me, patreon.com slash HOV podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the words just won't come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did want to share one thing that I've been working on. Um, I did a exercise um, where I took 10 stories that I have started or I've completed and I'm trying to rework and by redoing opening lines. So I wanted to share a couple that I did. So give me a second. So I did a couple. Um, um, that I wanted to share and unfortunately my laptop is being stupid, so bear with me here. It couldn't be user error. Tried to decide, so bear with me here. So, just turn on that music for a minute. <laughs> okay, so I have one. This is, um, I'm going to change the title, but originally it was called The Dance in the Rain. And the reason why I'm going to change the title is because I've used it for another story I'm writing. But uh, the, the sentence is, the worst part about having a terminal illness, Rachel Summers decided, was being treated like she was made out of glass. And another one was called Express Run. And it's a it's about a, the Pony Express. It says Jim could still smell the burning wood of the homestead the day the renegade Indians burned down the homestead for unknown reasons. Yikes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, so that's so those are some of the things I got going. Sort of these like springboards into other things you might be, you mm -hmm. might work on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's stuff I've kind of got. And I got one more for you. I don't really have a title for this one, but this is something I've kind of been working on for a while. And I've approached this about 20,000 times from different directions, but I think I finally settled on one. So I don't really have a title for this, but. Here goes. Um, she knew better than to turn. Uh, let's see. She knew better than to leave her back 
Try that again. She knew better than to turn her back on him, but she still was taken off guard when he leaped across her desk and grabbed the pinking shears. So interesting. I've got a couple others, but I'm going to save them. And you can find those at patreon.com slash HOV podcast. Only if you request it, because I don't yeah. have that out there publicly. But if you request, <laughs> I will send you some more. So yeah, if you subscribe to, s- subscribe to, uh, if you subscribe to, to my yes. corner, you'll get a whole bunch of, uh, you'll get some essays. You'll get, you'll get some things. So. Yeah. And you might find out what happened with the pinking shears. Yes. You, you might find out what happened to the pinking shears. Absolutely. Or the or the uh, homestead when it burned yeah. to the ground. <laughs> and as, as for me, uh, right, right now, most of the uh, content in my corner of... Uh, of our pa- Patreon is uh, most most of my vlogs. Um, you you if you subscribe to uh, my my corner, you get uh, early access to every episode, as well as some uh, addi- additional um, ex- uh, Patreon exclusive vlogs. So um, right. Uh, I I have my I have a lot of irons. Uh, I'm starting to get a number of different irons in the fire. So um, as as I said, I'm also moved, you know towards web web development, and you know who knows what other uh, creative uh, things will come from have, doing a regular blog. And so um, you'll you'll get uh, early access to all of that. And um, we we also have a bundled corner where you get access to all three of our of ours. And um, so in the production of i i want to wow this is a long this is a long go here <laughs> so um we uh we we uh use uh, open source uh so- software in the production of of this uh program and so 13% of that so every, every month we uh spotlight a pro- program that we use and what and what we use it for and thirteen percent of what uh, you contribute to our Patreon will go to that to that uh, to that project. So this month's uh, open source spotlight is Audacity, and that's what we use to uh, re- uh, actually record the show. Uh, so it's a very sim- um, if if you want to get get into voiceovers or podcasts or what or whatever, um, to, you need to uh, record. I, I hi- highly highly recommend recommend it because uh, it's a very very simple interface very easy to use and they have a lot of great tools that um that you can use to for you know audio cleanup and you know what and what have you and it's free and so it's for, available on Win, windows mac mac and 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 linux so i'll give you a link to them in the show notes so okay, <laughs> enough about Patreon. <laughs> That's Patreon.com/slash/hobpodcast. Had to get that last uh, shameless self plug in. So <laughs> the so, audacity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so and uh, kind of to uh, more good news uh, is about uh, North and South Korea. Apparently, this uh, ju- this uh, just just came out like in the past. Day or so. The last 24 hours. Uh, 
Breaking news out of the Korean Peninsula that North and South Korea are finally going to end the 68-year-long Korean conflict. Yeah, that definitely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I I, won- I wonder how. I mean, we talked about this on uh, on a previous episode about the unified Korean hockey team. I wonder how much of that play- played into this. I'm sure it had to have played some some role, whether it was a major or not so major role. Of course, we'll never know. But at least we can see that that was a good step forward. Yeah. To having both both uh, sides from north and south come together for a unified purpose, and now with uh, this announcement that both North and South Korea are officially declaring this uh, co- this conflict to come to an end after several generations, is awesome. Over half, nearly three quarters of a century. <sighs> at, no kidding. At, at, yeah, you know, in a conflict, that's. When you think about just uh, not just the when you think about the uh, military aspect of it, mm-hmm. and you just have generations of families that never that grew up without that unity, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that. the The best the best parallel that I could come up with was uh, the reunification of uh, West and East Germany in 1989. Right. That's right. with the fall of the Berlin Wall. And now we're seeing something essentially somewhat similar, just not necessarily as, you know, physical. Because there was no wall separating. Right. I mean, there was no wall, right? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, the wall? Between, between North and South Korea, there really wasn't right, a wall. Right. There. I don't think not a wall. So, it's the de- demilitarized. De- demilitarized zone. Yeah. Demilitarized zone, yeah. And they plan to turn you know turn that into a peace zone. Oh, nice. And one of the, the biggest uh, things that they're going to be doing is uh, reun- reuniting uh, families and sharing, doing cultural sh- uh, shares between North and South. Oh, that's awesome. The North I was just going to say, you know, how many, how many, you know, there are, there are, so many families that don't even know each other because, mm-hmm. you know, there's cousins that were simply born on the wrong side of the demilitarized zone who don't know each other. Husbands and wives, brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Just that's, that's huge. That's just huge. I've, I've, when I was in high school, I had a friend who was um, Korean and, um, Her, her, um, her father was um, an American Marine, and her mother was, I want to say, South Korean. And um, but they came over to the United States. So um, I met her mother a couple of times, and really sweet lady. But um, you know, she talked about being in Korea and how she wanted to go back. And she says, my family is scattered all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I'll never, I'll never see my entire family again. And it just, just stuff like that. Just yeah, how many families can be reunited. That's just amazing. 68 years of wow. garbage. Yeah. That <laughs> just because of ego or whatever... And somebody has the maturity to say, okay, enough is enough. Let's be done with this. 
that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a it is a it's a landmark event, I think. Oh yeah, very much so, and one that is really one of hope, right? That yeah, there can be peace in our time with uh, long-standing conflicts around the world, whatever they may be. That it is possible. It may take far longer than we would wish, but it is indeed possible. Mm-hmm. So there's there is a lot there's a lot of pos- positivity to be seen in this, and both sides really do have the they have the commitment to make this a reality. Mm-hmm. And seeing that is yeah is is just. And starting with the um, the denuclearization. Yeah, going yeah. with the whole peninsula yeah. going in, you know into a denuclearized mo- uh, state. That that's huge. It's yeah. it's big and it's huge. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. anyway, private <laughs> joke. Um, but not not that it was not that it's not a threat against other countries but they can't use it against each other just that in itself that they're making a commitment just to not use that threat against each other is just Mm -hmm. huge well i mean it's this is definitely akin to the formation of the eu because because once um because over over its over its history you know there's been all kinds of wars amongst you know different or, you know, France and England, you know, and all these different things that, um, when, when they formed the EU, that, you know, that tied them all together, like, financially and politically. So, 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 so that that, you know, all that infighting wouldn't, wouldn't happen. I, I mean, I would, I would say that this is kind of, a, um, kind of on, on that level. And um, one, 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 we were when I was watching the um, one, one of the uh, hockey games of the unified Korean team. They mentioned that for the South Koreans and the North Koreans, they 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 needed like two interpreters, like whether uh, writ when it when it's written i mean what you know it's either north korea or south korea when it's written there's there's like little very little difference but it's like a totally different dialect right so um you know just to kind of get back to you know the we're talking about like cultural re re reintegration that you know people you know that they, they were i mean yeah they have all all of these decades of of separation and in and um independent uh growth and whatnot but they they can work you know it it showed that they can work work through that and then and so yeah yeah just (laughs) a very just uplifting moment in human history it doesn't matter whether you are on the peninsula or if you have family involved in it, it or you just know nothing about it i know i have no ties to korea yeah me neither so mm-hmm. but just to see that this is something that is going to happen and both uh, sides are dedicated to making it real that is that is really just a hopeful and uplifting moment in in, in this this particular 
day and age, that's something that we really have to be respectful of. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited. Of. I'm kind of excited for the Korean people. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually after hearing this, I'm kind. Of, I'm actually really curious about you know once, once they kind of um, fig- figure out like immigration practices because every every country has its own you know mm-hmm. thing, and so once it's they actually. Because um, when you go into South Korea or go into North Korea currently, you have two totally different, you know, administrative loopholes or, and, you know, visa stuff and everything. Once, you know, once they get that kind of standardized across the whole peninsula, I'm actually, I'm kind of, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go visit, visit there just to, you know, see the this brand new culture that that's uh, developing before our eyes. Because what I mean, one, once once it actually becomes unified uh, to where whether you're flying flying into you know one region versus 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 the other, you know you're still going to be you know it's anyway. Once once that happens, and then you know they both you know they commingle and you know just uh, and. And and just see the excitement from the from from the lo- locals because I'm sure this had I mean obviously you know it's been happening for 68 years I mean that's a that's a long cultural burden to to ca- carry that you know that that's part part of your you know history that you've that you've now been able to move past so you know yeah. It should be interesting how they redefine themselves as a people, right? And the, and you know, but finding their refinding their identity. Mm-hmm. It because you've had two generations, at least three. Probably I, I would three. say three or four. Yeah, at least three. Five. Probably four. Yeah, five. We're almost at seventy years here. That's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have all these generational. So you have this generational pull. It's really going to be the children who are going to start mm-hmm. forming that new identity for the country, and it just all those millennials. <laughs> it takes well, it takes it. It really does take time. Oh you yeah, just, oh yeah. You don't just put all that identity oh, no. behind you, uh, especially sixty-eight years. You oh, don't. You don't yeah. put that. And because you have two leaders who do have a communication breakdown, they can't just talk to each other, right? the way that you and I can talk to each other, there is some nuances and there is some diplomacy, but because they are willing to work through that, they'll work through it. Mm-hmm. But it is going to take time and it's not going to, there is no magic wand where it's going to be, everything's no. fixed. No, there's going to be negotiation. There's going to be, it's going to take time, but the fact that they're both willing, that's awesome. And both, both leaders met in person and they right. both uh, were at the uh, the demilitarized zone and unfortunately I'm blanking on the name of the South Korean president but he they both they they their went their names are very similar they're very similar and I cannot think of his name either they <laughs> went hand in hand oh nice into the north That's into awesome. north korea together it's awesome and oh, then wow. back across into south uh, korea together that's awesome and that's a powerful gesture. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of trust there. Oh yeah. That is a powerful 
Yeah. They had a dinner together. The their wives and them had a dinner together, and they toasted each other. The the new, I'm presuming they toasted the new agreement together. It it, it there's just right now there just really seems to be an abundance of goodwill and awesome uh, goodwill and good vibes, positivity, whatever you want to call it for this uh, initiative, this co-initiative, if you want to call it that. Wow. I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Korean people. And all I got to say is if Korea can do it, why can't the rest of the world learn from that? It does give a lot of hope. Yeah. It gives a lot of hope. So, and moving on to our, our, our last, uh, bit. Um, so re- recently here in uh, Colorado, they there's a in the state in the state house there there was a bill put forth to um, to allow, allow uh, school nurses to administer uh, not non uh, smokable cannabis to uh, to the elementary uh, school students. It actually was K through twelve, but uh, if you had it, it, it was. What it is is there are three – no, it was elementary. Excuse me. It was elementary students. But in Colorado, there are 300 students, K through 12, who have red cards. So that's who we're looking at. And a red card is what? A red card – okay. Yes. That's a fair question. <laughs> yeah. A red card is um, – it is a medical – it is a card issued by a doctor or it's um, – you go to the doctor and they say, okay, yes, you need marijuana for medical purposes. Then you apply for that card through the state. You pay a, you pay a fee and you get issued a red card. That red card entitles you to be able to get medical marijuana um, at a dispensary that sells medical marijuana um, and your your um, tax rate is lower than what it would be if you were doing right recreational. Uh, but it is an actual doctor says you have a condition such as cancer, migraines, uh, fibromyalgia, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they deem it to be ADD, which they are saying is an act you know, for children. Um, but the significance of this um is that school nurses would be allowed, with the permission of the parents, of course, if the student has a red card, that the nurse could basically administer edibles to a student with a red card. Um, it has passed in the Senate. No, in, house. The, in, the in the House. house. And it, now it's been presented it's, to the Senate. The Senate has not voted on it yet, but it is going to the Senate, which means if it passes in the Senate, it'll go to the governor. The, the governor, the governor. Who then will sign it. Or is he on record as saying he'll sign it? No. Well, well, okay. Never mind. <laughs> slip, it'll slip go. Sorry. It'll actually, it'll, it'll go. It's a ballot initiative, correct? No, no, it was a bill. Put, it's on the floor. It's a bill. Yeah, it's okay. on the floor. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't a. It, what, it, okay. it, it, it's not necessarily with the. Okay, our governor Hickenlooper, who is on his very last term, um, this is his last year. Um, he is really good about. He's he's not, he's not supportive of 
the marijuana industry um, only because he doesn't think it's a great idea. However, he's really good about doing what his constituents. Which is kind of ironic, seeing as though he's he's owned a, a bunch of breweries. Which is a totally different issue. <laughs> but kind of, yeah, because uh, we could argue that. that <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, I'm not going down that route. <laughs> no, hole. no. But um, basically, Hickenlooper is also really good about saying, hey, whether I agree with it or not, it's what my constituents want. My constituents want it. I'm going to back it up. They voted for it. They're going to get it. The people have spoken. Yep. And he's really good about that. That's why I like Hickenlooper. Unfortunately, he's out. I don't know who's going to be back in or who we're going to vote in, but um, I do like that about Hickenlooper, regardless of how you feel about him as governor. Um, He's really good about that. So that's time will tell. And um, this is just an interesting little thing that, I guess what caught my eye about this particular story is that it's a sign of the times that five years ago, this would have never oh no passed. It, so, it was too early. They, it was they too were still, early. They were yes. still working through the the uh, regulations for for right. recreational. So, so what what I'm saying is that very slowly. We're, mm-hmm. we're making progress. We're making progress. So that was just a little interest story. And I'm all for medical use um, for children. But I think more studies need to be done because. Well, yeah, they need to take it from being a class A. But anyway, <laughs> that, well, take that out of it. What, what I'm saying is we need to have more studies done about how marijuana affects, affects, kids. affects, affects kids, mm-hmm. affects the kids, affects the brain of a developing child, uh, teenagers. Um, it doesn't affect their brain the, it, same, the way same way that, that it's going to affect the right. adult. We know that because your brain is doesn't develop fully until mid twenties. Yeah. Sometimes early thirties. Um, that's, that's a scientific fact. Right. So I kind of am on the fence about using it on children. However, it's also been proven the cannabis oil does some really good things for mm-hmm. children with, okay. Charlotte's, Charlotte's, yeah. Yeah. Charlotte's web. That's well, the, that, that's a, that's a strain. The strain of whatever, but it's not. It's 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 high CBD, very uh, right. very CBD, low, if any THC. Right, that is different. But it's the. But we also know that uh, cannabis oil does some good things, where it doesn't have to be smoked. It doesn't have to be inge- It doesn't have to be ingested to have some benefits, some medical benefits. So I just think we need more testing before we really can kind of make some determinations, but this kind of, these kind of laws need to be on the books so that we can do some research Mm -hmm. and we can do some testing and we can do some, it's just thinking. It's, it's the thinking though that needs to change. And so I'm kind of glad that some of this kind of thing is coming up. I'm not, I'm not sure the thinking is what, is what's being 
what needs to change. In order to do those tests, they need to... Funding. Well, well, well yeah. no, 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 no. They need to lo- lower it from class A or class one yep. so that they can actually do some real scientific tests. They're not right, going to do cause... that. They're not going to do that if they keep thinking that it belongs in a class A or scheduled A or a cl- scheduled one. So, again, it's got to start with the thinking. And then it's got to... So, we could argue... We could go down that rabbit hole. We've gone down that rabbit hole before. (laughs) We don't need to go down it right now. My point is, it was just an interesting little piece of legislation that I saw. And it, it... You know, more testing needs to be done before really I can make it... Before I really... I'm kind of on the fence mm-hmm. about how I feel because it is children. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's only for children that that you know, I'm like acute, not mm-hmm. cute as in C U T E, but acute. Because no children is not no. There is not a single child out there that's cute. <laughs> not to me. <laughs> but oh. I'm talking a acute, oh a cute a c u t e. So like okay. pe- not with, a cute child, but acute. Yes, a job with an acute issue. <laughs> well, the that that, the, that, re- that requires you know. Now, you know, now I'll say this. I'll say this that I believe that there are some less than scrupulous doctors out there. Oh yeah, that will give a red card to an adult if you pay him enough money mm-hmm. for no reason at all. They're out there. Yeah. They're out there. Children, I think they're going to they're going to step back and think through that a little more. Yeah, I, they're good doctors. There's still there's still going to be those doctors who, if you want to get a diagnosis bad enough, you can pay the right doctor. Well, they're they're. I mean, if that's I mean if that's the case, then they're you know they're that doctor is going to be caught for exactly some, for something exactly else. exactly. So. so when you're dealing with children and you're dealing with only children who are getting red cards. I feel less threatened about this type of law than I do. But I still believe that there's testing that needs to be done. There's more tests that needs to be run. Well, yeah, I agree with you on that. But you do get that schedule. I agree that schedule one needs to be changed. We all agree on that, (laughs) but we got to get out of that rabbit hole. So on that note, (laughs) I think we're done. (laughs) I don't agree to that. (laughs) Okay, Matt, you want to go down that rabbit hole? Let's go down the rabbit hole. Not today. All right. Okay, all right. Like I said, we're done. (laughs) So I do thank you for listening. Um, If you may be at this point. Wow, we, we, yeah, we went on a little (laughs) bit of a rabbit hole there. So uh, we do appreciate any feedback. So please comment using the channels found on the contact page at hovpodcast.net. If you want to support the development of the show, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash hovpodcast. And if you want to uh, stay updated, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or TuneIn.